Good evening, everyone. On behalf of the San Francisco Ballet Center for Dance Education, I'd like to welcome our audience here at the War Memorial Opera House to the Meet the Artist interviews. I'm Cheryl Osala, a writer for San Francisco Ballet, and I'm in conversation tonight with principal dancer Rachel Vaselli. Today is Friday, February 1st, 2008, and because these interviews are being podcast, I'd like to extend a welcome as well to our listeners who tune in via the internet. Uh, most of the Meet the Artist interviews are available on podcast on our website, www.sfballet.org, and they are updated weekly. So, Rachel Vaselli came to San Francisco Ballet after training at the Ballet West Academy and San Francisco Ballet Summer Program. She danced with Ballet West before coming to San Francisco Ballet in 1999 as a member of the Corps de Ballet. She was promoted to soloist in 2004 and to principal dancer during the 2007 season. Her repertoire includes ballets by Helgi Thomason, George Balanchine, Jerome Robbins, Mark Morris, Christopher Wielden, Yuri Posikov, and I could go on. If you were here last night, you would have seen her in a principal role in Balanchine's Divertimento No. 15 and as the princess in Yuri Posikov's The Firebird. So, Rachel, thank you for being here tonight. Welcome. Let's start with recent history. Um, tell us a little bit about your somewhat unusual mid-season promotion to principal. Yes, uh, it was quite surprising. Um, I had had a few days off, and I believe it was a Monday or Tuesday when Helgi found me, and he said, where have you been? I've been looking for you for like two days. Where have you been? I said, oh, I've, I've been off. You know, my mom's here. I'm just you know, hanging out. And uh, he took me in his office backstage, and, and he said, you know, how would you like to be a principal? I'm like, well, you know, of course I'd love that. That's, you know, that's why I'm here. Um, and he said, well, how would you like to be a principal right now? And I was like, um, right now, right now? You mean today, now, this minute? He's like, yeah, that's what I mean. I'm like, okay, sure, sounds good. <laughs> you know, I was really shocked. And um, he said, okay, you know, we'll have you sign the contract, you know, tomorrow. I'm like, oh, my gosh, okay, this is because usually you have the summer to sort of let it sink in and go back to work and you're a principal. And, but this was like one minute to the next. So it was uh, kind of a lot to handle. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was very exciting. My mother was here and so it was nice to be able to share that with her. Right around the same time, you made your debut in the role of Aurora in The Sleeping Beauty which was not only your first lead role in a full-length ballet, but also a role you had <laughs> dreamed of dancing since That's you were right. a child. So right. what was it like to finally get to do that? Well, um, yeah, it was, it was an unbelievable experience. My, my first show, actually, it's kind of funny because I, I always get to the theater really early, and I, you know, I'm here like, too early, three hours early or something, just messing around, do my makeup, hair, whatever. And uh, so I got there, you know, two hours early. And about half hour, I like to get my costume on and, you know, warm up a little bit more. 
So I go to get to uh, put my costume on, and my costume is not there. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'm like really nervous. And, uh, you know, 10 minutes before the ballet starts, no costume. Okay, great, okay. So the ballet starts, and finally my costume comes up. And by then, I, I instead of getting nervous, I just started laughing. I don't know why. Just, you know, maybe that was how I got my nerves out. And um, it kind of relaxed me when I went on stage because I, you know, didn't have time to think about the steps and what it was going to be like out there. Um, so then when I did my first entrance, I just hearing that music and being uh, Aurora on stage was so incredible. And I, I was uh, uh, on the top of the steps before I come down and... Tears came to my eyes, and I was like, oh, no, you need to go pull yourself together. You have, you know, a lot of stuff to do. You got to, you know, but it was so overwhelming being in that role. It was, it was an incredible feeling. You mentioned also that your favorite part in that ballet is what some people would probably find the scariest, which is the Rose Adagio. What do you like about it? Um, I think it's the music that pulled me through. I think that's probably my favorite music in the whole ballet and always dreaming as a little girl of dancing to that music and then finally being able to do that was incredible so I just uh, yeah I just I love doing that part um, in uh, program uh, one Rachel dances in Helgi Thomason's 2004 ballet seven for eight which has, by the way, been performed around the world and been acclaimed everywhere, uh, including New York, Paris, Reykjavik. Um, and Rachel created a role in that ballet, in the, one of the roles in the Pas de Trois. And now she dances the uh, central Pas de Deux. So tell us a little bit about the difference between approaching a role that's being created on you versus one that's already set. Um, I think when you have a role created on you, I mean, it depends on the choreographer, uh, but with Helgi, he has steps in mind, and then he sees how they work on you, and if something doesn't work, then you can work together to make it work for you. Um, and then dancing a role that has already been created, you know, you're, you do the steps that are already there. Um, but you still, you still can make it your own and, you know, add your own little things to the role to make it, you know, you. Uh, there's quite a difference between those two roles just in terms of uh, one is entirely partnered. I don't think there's any separate dancing at all in the pas de deux. And the pas de trois is uh, much more dynamic. So uh, do you have a preference in terms of adagio versus allegro type roles? Um, I I love the adagio part in this ballet. Um, you get to I feel put a more feeling into it, a different kind of feeling. Um, it's nice. I love dancing slow, um, and so yeah, they're completely different. The pas de trois is very fast. It's it is dynamic, like you said. Um, so yeah, I just tried to switch my thinking and um, put a little more thought into how I wanted to portray this, you know, part in the ballet. The, uh, the pas de trois, um, pas de deux is very um, 
very intimate. You're very dependent on your partner. Your partner's very dependent on you. What kind of communication goes on between the two of you in order to make your dancing together successful? Well, I have a wonderful partner. Um, Teet Helamitz is my partner, and he's amazing. Um, and it's, it's nice to have somebody behind me that I know if I'm falling over or something goes wrong that he'll be there for me. But we just try to, you know, be in the moment. The other night when we performed it, we just, uh, yeah, we're in the moment and um, practice a few things before we go on stage, but really um, just go out there and, you know, do what we've always done in rehearsal. Do you work together at all outside of rehearsal? Do you review videos together at all or, or just talk through things? Yeah, we, um, he recently came back from an injury, and so... This is his first time on stage. So, yeah, we watched the video a few times and reviewed it because we hadn't performed it since we were um, in Iceland. So we worked, you know, maybe two, three days with each other just with ourselves and talked through it and worked on things that, um, you know, needed to be worked out. So obviously Aurora was a huge breakthrough role for you. What other roles have you danced that you felt were particularly important in terms of your artistic development? Another one of my favorite roles was Afternoon of a Fawn that I danced with Pierre Francois. And that was, that was challenging because you're not only, you can't, you're not on stage just um, projecting to the audience. You have to make the audience believe that you are looking into a mirror. And that was, that was difficult um, we worked mainly on that aspect of the ballet. And um, yeah, I got some good feedback on that, but it was you know, one of my other favorite ballets that I've done so far. Any others? Um, I, I love uh, Myrta and Giselle, which I get to do again this season. Um, when I did it, gosh, it was maybe seven years ago, and there was maybe six or seven other Myrtas, and... I was still in the core, and I was in the back, and I didn't think I'd get to do it. And um, I was doing every other part in the ballet, and Helgi came to me, and he said, you know, I'd really like you to do this role. I was like, okay, you know, great. And uh, so I had one show, and I thought, okay, I'm going to go out there and, you know, just do the best I can. And I had a really, really great time doing that. So what roles are out there that you haven't danced yet? are on the top of your list? Well, uh, Juliet, and Romeo and Juliet, of course, is another, I think, childhood dream of, you know, little girls. Um, Giselle, all the classics are ones that I've always grown up, you know, wanting to perform. So hopefully someday I'll get to do those. So do you have any, any favorite ballets? Now I suspect you're going to tell me the classics. Yes, well, yeah, I love the classics. I love the story ballets. Um, it's also nice to do, you know, the more contemporary things. Um, but this company has such a wide array of, you know, of ballets that are really, it's, it's really special to be a part of that because we get to do a bit of everything. And I love to explore the, you know, different challenges of each different style. Well, each style does have its own challenges, and at this point in your career, I would imagine that you're drawing on 
maybe a different aspect of your training than you were when you first started out in the Corps. Can you tell us a little bit about what, what are you finding most useful to you now, both from training you might have gotten in school and from your early years as a developing dancer? Um, I think the differences now from being in the Corps is the roles that you know I will continue to do, you have to put... Um, you're not in a line anymore. You're not like everybody else. You, you can develop into yourself, and um, that's that's a nice thing to be able to put into a role. Um, because you know, when you're in the core, you are a, you have to fit in with the group, and um, you can't. You're not supposed to stand out. But now is a time when. Um, you know, I am trying to explore that aspect of it and, um, you know, break out and not be afraid to show, you know, me and my personality on the stage. Mm-hmm. So in terms of your training, how old were you when you started taking ballet? And when did you know that it was meant for you and you were meant for it? Well, um, I started when I was five. And my mom actually put me in ice skating and gymnastics at the same time as ballet. And my ice skating rink burned down. (laughs) So that was the end of that. And uh, gymnastics, I was too afraid of the balance beam. So, you know, ballet was left. And um, every year I started going more and more times a week. And I just just kept going. And... uh, it wasn't, I think I, I didn't realize, you know, when I was a young girl, this is what I'm going to do. You know, it was just something that I did. And then as I got older, I thought, hey, you know, this is, this is really cool. I really am growing to love this. Um, so it was, you know, kind of later in my career, probably not until I came here that I realized, you know, because it's a huge commitment and you have to give it 110%. And, um I realized that when I came here that this is, you know, what I wanted to do, and I wanted to give it everything that I had. You mean when you came here to the summer program? Uh, no, actually, when I came here to the company. <laughs> so, you know, it was a little later in, you know, my career that I realized that. So, <laughs> you know. That's a lot of work to go through if you're not sure. <laughs> so... Um, When you were in high school, your senior year of high school, you began a concurrent program at the University of Utah, and you're just about a year shy or so of your BFA degree. It's a a great program the University of Utah has. Um, uh, Like you said, when I was a senior in high school, I went to two hours a day uh, school in the morning. Then uh, I joined Ballet West when I was 16. So I went there to work, and there's somebody in the company, one of my teachers, who would send grades to the university uh, for, say, character, um, technique classes, point classes, things that you would have to do to get a Bachelor of Fine Arts. Um, so in doing that, I, yeah, I'm only about a year away from, from the Bachelor of Fine Arts, so hopefully you know, someday that is something that I'd like to, to finish. Have you thought about doing the LEAP program while you're still dancing, or do you think you'll wait until you're done dancing? I think I'll, well, it's it's kind of hard because I'd like to finish it, but at the same time I'd like to continue to give all my time to my job. So, um, you know, I'll see how the next few years go, and if 
things let up, you know, maybe I'll have time to do it. But if not, then I'll, I'll wait till I'm done. So um, what else can audiences see in this season? I'll be in uh, In the Night and Helgi's new premiere, um, Eden, Eden. And uh, the new works, I'm in the new Mark Morris, um, the new uh, Stanton Welch, and Yuri Pazakov. So it's a lot of good stuff coming up. So that means it's time for the shameless plug to remind you all that the New Works Festival is coming up in April. Ten world premieres in one weekend and then running for, I don't know, ten days or so after that. So don't miss it. I think we uh, it's about time to open it up to questions from the audience. But I know one question they're all dying to hear the answer to, and that's what do you do in your spare time? Uh, well, I think I do a lot of things, maybe most Ballet dancers don't do. Um, because I grew up in Salt Lake City, I'm a really big outdoors person. And although I don't have a lot of time to do it now, I love rock climbing and, and skiing, which I'm not supposed to do. But, um, yeah, either one of them. Uh, yeah, anything outdoors, camping, hiking, biking, um, things like that I love. Okay, so I'd like to open this up to you. Uh, Does anyone have a question for Rachel? Okay, the question is, uh, when you are uh, learning a role that was set on someone else, how do you make it your own, Uh, Rachel? Well, well, I don't really change steps. Maybe I phrase it differently than the other person would. Um, I try to... Just think about how I would like to portray it to the audience that might be different uh, than than the original person has has portrayed it to them. Anyone else? The question is, uh, are there special coaches who come in to help with acting or with any other particular training, especially for principal roles? Uh, Well, mostly it's the people that we have already on staff who help us with that sort of thing. Um, and then they'll, they'll bring in people, uh, if it's a certain ballet, they'll bring in, you know, say if it's a balancing ballet, they'll bring in maybe a balancing person, like Elise Bourne we work a lot with for the balancing ballets. And so she's there to help coach us on that aspect of, of that ballet. Um, but usually we just work with all the, the staff that we have already. Okay, the question is about the pot it is in seven for eight, of which this person has noticed there are several. I guess that's actually a question for me, but uh, I referred to the central one. Um, how do you describe that, Rachel? It's, it, this couple dances together twice, and it's, they do dance with the rest of the ensemble, but it's really clear when you see the ballet. I think that that's sounds correct. right. Yeah. Anyone else? Okay, the question is uh, dancers worry about getting too tall to be able to get into a company, but what about those who are too short? Well, um, we have so many different heights of men in the company that uh, any size of woman is easily, um, can easily be accommodated. So it's not really, you know, a problem because we have very small men and we have, you know, 
like teat helmets, he's very tall, so they can accommodate the taller women in the company. Anyone else? The question is, who decides uh, who the partners are? Is it the dancer or someone else? No, that's not my job. <laughs> um, no, that's, that's Helgi's job, and he usually does it on you know, heights, who looks good together, who he wants in certain roles, and kind of goes, goes from there. The question is, what does Helgi look for when he promotes someone from soloist to principal? Very good question. Yes, I have gone through that. (laughs) Um, I think, I can't really speak for what he looks for, um, but I can tell you going from the core uh, and being promoted to soloist, that year was a crazy year for me. I was doing everything, and uh, I think he, you know, was seeing what I could handle and, you know, see what I could do on stage and how confident I was. So, but I'm not actually sure what, you know, he is looking for. Uh, the question is, um, who are some of the partners that Rachel's had the pleasure of working with? And maybe you could tell us a little bit about um, what kind of a dynamic is created when you're working together on stage. Well, um, I like to, I don't think I'll name anybody. Yeah, um, because I honestly like to work with many different people because it's I learn something from them, something different from every one of them. Just when I think, I, you know, I I know everything. I you know, then this person comes in and they teach me, you know, so many new things about partnering and you know the dynamics with them and. Um, and things like that. So I really enjoy working with many different men. Okay. The question is, um, when core dancers are given opportunities to maybe do a featured part or do more pas de deux work, uh, how difficult is that for them to adapt? Do they welcome it, or is it totally daunting? <laughs> um, I, I think maybe in the beginning, like for me, it was a little daunting, Maybe your first time on stage by yourself in a solo, that's, you know, a little scary. But, um, but I think it's ultimately what you, what you want and what you're here working for is to, you know, be challenged and, you know, be, be promoted um, and just to have, you know, new, harder things to work on. So I think, I think it's, uh, it's welcomed. I think we have time for just one more question, and that would be you. Uh, the question is, how do corps de ballet members who stay in the corps for eight or ten years uh, handle that? And I think that's a really individual question. Do um, you have any feeling about uh, how your coworkers feel about that? Well, I think, um, I think for some people, staying in the corps is, is fine for them. Um, they just enjoy dancing so, so much, and that's fine. Other people are looking for, you know, a promotion. And, uh, you know, if that doesn't happen, then, you know, maybe they'll go somewhere else. But so it's just, it's a very individual, you know, feeling about that. One thing I'd add to that is that, generally speaking, corps de ballet dancers get to dance a lot more than soloists and principals, and for some people that's important.
We're about out of time tonight, so I would like to thank all of you for coming tonight, and I'd also like to thank our podcast listeners. And most of all, thank you, Rachel, for being here. 